Is it the one that goes, um... Well, hello and welcome back to the Pitchside Podcast. It has been a few weeks. We've had a bit of rest and recuperation over Easter, gone home, put a feet up for a bit and we are back. We have so much to talk about, catch up on. Sport orientated, things that aren't to do with sport, and we cannot wait to get started. Can we? No, it's so, so good to be back, mate. It's so, yeah. so nice. Oh, I missed it. Um, became very used, used to the weekly sessions uh, with yourself, and um, yeah, it's, it's great to be back for, for season two. Absolutely. Summer term. We've got, and like, what a way to, to start, really. We've got, obviously, we'll go into more depth about things we, we're going to talk about, but. On a personal note, how was Easter? What did you get up to? Oh, very positive for me actually. It was a nice break. Three weeks of three weeks away back down home in the in the West Country. It was yeah, it was lovely actually. Weather was all right. It was last one actually. Yeah, it was very nice. The last actually, week yeah. in particular has been immense. Yeah, it's been very nice. Yeah, um, you were back back in the new house, relatively new house. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they've been mum. Yeah, right, been in there for a yeah. while, but I. I got to sort of check it out a bit more, and it's yeah, yeah. lovely. You get yeah, it's very nice. Nice being in uh, Taunton. Never thought I'd say that, but yes. Yeah, yeah uh, actually, nice. I had the pleasure actually over uh, on my way back up. Well, that would have been two weeks ago now. Came back up on the train, and mm. uh, my little chauffeur just uh, offered to drive me up. So uh, I met him, and it's a lovely little place he's got just by the train station, isn't it? Thank you, mate. By, yeah. by the cricket ground. No, yeah, it's very nice. Lovely convenient spot. is what very, call it. Absolutely. very convenient. Yeah. No, no more watching yourself when you go to the pub, two pint limit or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, don't have to sort of schlep everywhere. See so. your carcass stumble back up the road. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, well, uh, we are now back into the swing of things. It's going to be a weekly edition again, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back to normal for all those that are wondering. Um, so now we've kind of got the pleasantries out of the way. Um, back at uni now, back into lectures, rugby as well. You've yeah, yeah, of got course. involved yeah, with, no. rolled the sleeves up. How are you finding that? Yeah, lovely, mate. It's, it's, it's nice to be back. Like, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've uh, thrown an egg around. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> nice. it's nice to be back. We're um, sort of in the cusp of, like, in the middle of uh, sort of varsity selection process. Uh, so, obviously, with the season as it's been, we've been tr- we've done our own bits and bobs. We went to the yeah. a few times and did our own bits and bobs. But um, at the minute, the, uh, their standard at the, at the uni is actually all right. And the boys make it very easy to get involved in. They do. And we are all, me, yourself and Royal, all very enjoying it, aren't we? Yeah, so, no, it's good fun. Very good group yeah, of boys. Um, exactly. You can always be a bit apprehensive that some of the older ones might be a bit shitty, yeah, but no, no, they're, no, they're lovely. It's a great, yeah. Couldn't be nicer. Very, very good. Couldn't and be nicer. Yeah, um, all stashed up, ready to go now, so we can just enjoy ourselves and, uh, like I say, get back to what we're good at. Talking shit. That's the chair. Weird noises coming that's from the you, chair mate. for anyone that's the wondering. Gone straight that's not, I've just had a pasty, but that <laughs> <laughs> not today. No. Um, where should we begin? Uh, I mean, I think there is only one place to start, and, and that's obviously the, the news that's happened over the, the past week yeah. or two weeks, and that's with uh, the European Super League proposal. Um, madness is probably the word I'd use to describe yep. it. Chaos yep. as well. Just ludicrous. Yeah. Right? I mean, that. that it, from a fan's perspective, probably one of the most heart-wrenching things I, I'd ever been yeah. involved with because I thought... I, I mean, I think everyone really thought that it was going to mm. go ahead. So mm-hmm. yeah. for a lot of um, for a lot of fans over here in England, and I'm sure in, in Spain and Italy as well, it was a bit of a damning moment. I mean, if we, if we, for those people that aren't fully aware of what happened and aren't fully up to speed with what happened, if we just go right back to the start, this was probably three weeks ago, if that, yeah. even maybe a fortnight ago, 
plan. This has been in place for a while, haven't you? Like, this has been, you know more than me, yeah. but if you just take people through from the first talk that was out probably 10 years ago. Yeah, now, it was about 10 years ago. If you yeah. just take us through sort of a bit of a timeline. Yeah. Of what's well, happened. I think the champion, it, it, the whole thing centered around changing the Champions League and, and sort of. I mean, to sum it up, really, it's a money-making scheme. That's all it really is. It's, it's owners who are who are in it for profit, not necessarily the love of the game. Um, and it, it's a huge money-making scheme. And yeah, the idea has been floated around for about 10 years, but a lot of the English boys were never on board with it. This was definitely something that was being pushed uh, by Florentino Perez in Real, from Real Madrid. Um, and then sort of subsequently, since then, you've got Agnelli at Juventus, um, and, and they're the ones that have really been driving forward. And... About four years ago, um, Arsene Wenger, who's a former Arsenal manager, um, sort of came out and said that if they were ever able to get the English clubs on board, it would go ahead. And, and they finally sort of managed to do that. And I think they've taken advantage of the sort of American influence that is now in the mm. Premier League. Um, people like Stan Kroenke, who owns Arsenal, FSG at Liverpool, the Glazers at United. Mm. And I think they've, they've seen that that the American way of doing things, which is just all for profit, that's what they do then mm. over in the States, that's how sport is run. And I think they've tried to sort of adapt that principle over here. Um, the sort of premise of the Super League, for, for people that aren't aware, um, is essentially, it was, I think, 12 clubs. I think it was, yeah. Um, and sort of the <clears throat> seen as the European elite. So from this country, you had United, uh, Manchester City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham and Liverpool. Um, and then sort of from Spain, you had Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. From Italy, you then had uh, Juventus, Inter Milan and AC Milan. And the idea was to create a midweek league in which it was sort of a round-robin format um, and that they would take part of that instead of, instead of the Champions League. Yeah, and, and the other thing to mention about this is not just the, the, the premise of the idea, like you say, it was purely a, a, a cash in pocket job wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. The premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the timing of the the announcement, absolutely horrendous. Gary Neville picked up on it on Sky Sports. The fact that we've still got a Premier League season to complete and all the clubs that were had supposedly had signed up for this competition were in the middle of domestic leagues. A lot of teams were still involved in European, European com- football. Competitions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, United and Arsenal, Europa League semi final, might well meet in the Chelsea, Euro- Man City, they're exactly. both in, and Real Madrid. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, finals, so the timing of it was horrendous, and also on the back of the year we've had with the pandemic and the financial hit that sport, in particular football, has taken. You know, clubs losing millions of pounds in the Premier League. We've seen the football pyramid. You know, teams fold. It's it's a real problem. Teams have folded, and the fact the general argument from a lot of pundits, but mainly from fans, was that. If you take English, the top six English clubs out of the Premier League, you rule out the chance of the the lower league clubs and the clubs from further down the football pyramid having any chance of progressing because there's no there's no opportunity for them to qualify for the you know competition like the Champions League. It's now a shut shut shop. So thank the Lord that it never went ahead. And you know there was this, like you say, there's a time where I think we all kind of thought it would it would there would be you wake up one morning and oh yeah it's been put to bed. But each day probably from the Sunday through to Seemed the, like it was gathering the Tuesday, more it was gathering yeah. pace. So, yeah. yeah, a very frightening time, but thank Lord, like I say, it's it's not gone through and hopefully we've got a bit of normality. Oh, absolutely. But, but you know, don't get me wrong, it won't be normal now for, for a couple of oh. years because uh, we are probably about to see a huge reform in the way that things are done in England. Mm-hmm. I doubt that we'll see a change in, in, in Europe. Um, but in terms of ownership and the way that, um, you know, you own a, a football club in the UK I think we will see changes and it may take five years it may take ten mm-hmm. years but it, I think the start of it will be now and of course the main thing from an Arsenal fan is that we now have 
sort of the news that there is someone that's interested in buying the club, yeah. Daniel Ike, who owns um, a co-founder of Spotify. Um, his sort of um, combination with supposedly Patrick Vieira, Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry um, to sort of, to take over the club away mm. from the Cronkies, which I know obviously a lot of our Arsenal fans would be extremely keen for because just even before this whole Super League proposal, the relationship with Stan Kroenke and Josh Kroenke, mm. who, who own the club, um, has always been incredibly tumultuous since they took sort of 100% of the shareholding yeah. um, of Arsenal. So, you know, that positive news in one sense, whether it will actually go ahead, I don't, yeah. don't really yeah. think it will because they don't want to sell. But I do believe that we will see massive reforms in the way that things are, are done in well, the UK. We, we've already seen it at Manchester United. You know, you see, you see Ed Woodward, obviously, <coughs> no longer a part of Manchester United, no longer affiliated with the club. He left amidst all this. And then, of course, he leaves under the cloud that he's been... He resigned, he wasn't sacked. Um, and then a couple of days later after his resignation, it comes out that actually he left because he was never, su- supposedly, never in agreement with the European Super League. So whether that's a story that he's made with his staff to probably keep his reputation intact or whether that's I think completely, so. maybe that is the truth. Um, I, I think it's hard to see from a United fan's point of view how there is truth in that. When he put his name to the forefront of this ESL, he was the one that, with along with uh, Joel Glazer, um, you know, the, the two of them from United were both pushing for it to happen. So, listen, we, like I say, we've seen changes and we'll see a lot more changes, I think. And I think the big thing to take out of it is that football is, is the fan sport. It's played for the fans. Well, Players is, came out and said is, it. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And, and I'm so glad that the fans sort of had their chance to voice their opinions and, and it it came through the way it should have done. Absolutely. So, for absolutely. now, at least, we've got football yeah, as now. we want it. So. I, I think um, it's a very good point saying for now because I, I raised the point, uh, I was having a conversation mm. with my dad yesterday about it and and he raised a good point that he said, do not think this has gone away and I know Perez, Florentino Perez, owner of Real Madrid, has been very vocal in, like, in, in saying that, you know, it may have gone away now but don't get me wrong, that like, we will push for this mm. and, and I think something similar may end up, may end up happening mm. um but you're absolutely right it shows the power of the fans and yeah. the love of the game so yeah. and while we're while we're on news. while we're on football sunday we had the EFL cup final we did. um probably bigger than that we had 8000 uh, fans i know incredible Wembley. incredible good to, to see, see good to hear back. again yeah strange one really watching it have seeing fans and hearing fans there was sort of I think they had them all in one one sort of corner yeah, one segment of the stand um, but it was just nice to see, you know, players celebrate with fans, and it was, it was. Although the result was probably never in doubt, it was just nice to have uh, for Tottenham fans have a little day out. You know, if you say they've been to a cup final, how long has yeah. it been now for Tottenham fans without a trophy? Well, they haven't won. The last time was the two thousand and eight League Cup. Was it? So the Carabao Cup yes. is now known, yeah. but that was the last trophy they've won. Yeah. So yes, uh, the cereal bottlers uh, <laughs> at it again. Um, obviously, so great. <laughs> Need uh, to see. Um, yeah, of course. Spineless, really. Like they have been since Christmas. They've just wow. and and people can sort of go on about the fact that oh well, why did they get rid of Jose Mourinho a, a week before a final? Mm. Quite frankly, I think even if he'd been there, it wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference. No, I mean, no, agreed. City were all over them from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can go. I was a one 0 win, but you know, quite frankly, I don't think Tottenham stood a chance. So yeah. um, I, I think, think I honestly think Champions League wise, I think if City can continue the form they're in. They're going to be a hell of a side to stop. They just look imperious. I mean, could this be their year finally? You'd ha- it looks like they're set. Could it should be the year really? You think that they could still do the double, well, the tri- treble, couldn't it really? Well, With, technically, it's a treble, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they can get Champions League, the, the, sorry, the Premier League's theirs to lose really from here on in, which seems unlikely, um, unless Ole can uh, do something from the wheel. Um, 
uh, the Champions League is sort of in their in their hands. You know, they're, they're was it semi final stages or quarter? Yeah, yeah, semi. We got PSG, yeah, tomorrow night. So yeah. I mean, that's gonna be hell of a game. Right, it should be an that absolute is, yeah, thriller. Frothing that one. <laughs> um, any other football stuff? Well, I th- I don't think there's much. I mean, the Premier League's kind of hotting up. That fourth place yeah. spot is in is massive contention. We could end up seeing West Ham of yeah. all bloody teams yeah. playing in the Champions League next yeah. year. David Moyes has done an incredible job um, with that side. Jay Ling's firing Jay from the front. Good I mean, to see though. Like so happy for him. Yeah. No. And you know, I'm not going to deny it, I've been one of his critics uh, yeah. over the last couple of seasons. But I mean, it just shows you what when someone has confidence within you what yeah. it will do to you mm. and that's what we're seeing with, with Jesse Lingard yeah no I agree yeah, so absolutely yeah, but in terms of football chat I think we've yeah, no, yeah, no, the I two main important it. things yeah. were, were really the Super League and, and the Cup Final with fans back on the weekend and yeah both are pretty positive at the end of the absolutely. day so yeah perfect okay so for the middle section of the podcast as you know each week previously in the first season we were doing quick fire questions you know get to know me and Sam a bit more, delve deeper, some, some shocking things were revealed. <laughs> but we thought for this term, we'd switch up. We don't feel like there's much that we can sort of tell you guys anymore about, mm. about each other. So Sam Rimes the other day, absolute fantastic brainwave that he had. Yeah, again, it's another one. Yeah, another I mean, blast. you're just an endland production line, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Popmaster style quiz. For the pair of us. So we've got five songs each. And we're going to play a sort of a three minute, three minutes, sorry, three, three seconds. Minute. Wow. Three seconds segment. I mean, if you don't get it in three minutes, <laughs> no, that's, yeah, no, yeah, three, that's yeah. pretty poor. Yeah. Um, three second, uh, three to five second segment mm-hmm. for each of us. Five songs. Sam. Yeah. Are you ready? Go for it. Hit me. Your are you going to do, we're going to do one each back and forth or do you want to do all your five and I'll do my five? No, let's do, let, let's do. Okay, five. we'll go. Yeah, yeah okay, that's fine. All right, no problem. All right. Take it away. First song for you. Ken Bruce. Three seconds. Here you go. Off the bat. Is it Stolen Dance? It is. Congratulations. Is it? Who's... Yeah. I don't know who... I don't know Can who's you name in... me the artist? Oh, do you know what? I don't think I... I played it this morning. I don't know who sings it. I don't know who sings no? it. Fill me in. Milky Chance. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Very weird name. Yeah, I know. Yes, it is a bit of a strange one. But nonetheless, can I request a, a positive start? A bit more higher audio, is that right? Yeah, yes. of course. I just Sorry. know we're st- two metres apart. I mean, I, I, know you, I know you're getting old, so <laughs> losing your hearing a bit. Second song, you ready? Go for it, yeah. Got it. Adele, Chasing Pavements. Beautiful. Get in. Start Get with Sam Rhymes. That's ironic, actually. You'll know why that's ironic in a minute when I play one of mine. That's that's scary, actually. You haven't got the same one, have you? No. That's no. kind of preparation we have on the Pitch yeah. Side podcast. We're never sure what the other <laughs> one's got in line. Uh, oh. Now, this one might be a bit hard for you. Okay. I'm, uh, hoping, yeah, I'm no. hoping you get it. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm all for it. Is it the one that goes, um... Perfectly demonstrated by yourself. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Daylight. No. Daylight. 
the right song. You're close. I don't know what that word is. I just sort of hum that. The, I'll give you a clue. The, the, the title of the song is oh, not it's mentioned not. that word oh. in, in the actual song. I don't know. I, wanted, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. If it came on, I'd recognise it. Red Bone by Childish Gambino. 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 <laughs> also sings, um, this is America, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, Gambino. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, got a couple yeah, of bits. Yeah. Feels yeah. like summer. Yeah, another good yeah, one. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Well, we've missed yeah. out on that, but okay. two out of yeah, three, that's fine. That's right. yeah. yeah. Good start. You ready for your fourth? Hit me up. This one's a bit more of a throwback, but okay. I, I right. think you should you should really be fine. getting it. Yeah, one for the older generation. That's hideous vocals. Um, Voice of an angel. Yeah, the, the problem with this one is I know the lyrics, but I don't know if I could tell you the... Well, um, I'll give you a clue. Just before I stop playing the song, they're about to actually say the name of the... Ain't No Mountain High Enough. But who sings it? Now, if you oh. get... There are two people, but if you get one, one of them oh. is more obvious than the other. Oh, no. Pioneers of soul. I know it's not your forte, but <laughs> absolutely not. A bit of an alien area. I'm the furthest here, away. When I rolled up skinny jeans, I'm the furthest you can get. Uh, mate, beyond me. Marvin Gaye. Is it? It is. Marvin I never Gaye, knew yeah. that. Interesting fact. You know how he died? No. Shot by his father. Yeah. After an argument. Was yeah. he? Well, I just well, there's a bit of a somber tone that's just to taken. Show, yeah. Your dad's always right, kids. Exactly. Don't argue. Don't argue with your parents. Respect mm. your elders. Otherwise, you never know what <laughs> might happen. And for your final okay, one. Go on, then. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to say beforehand. Yeah. We've sung this song together many a drunken right. time. Okay. If you don't get it. <laughs> it's a personal insult. Not only insult will it be a personal it. insult to you, but it yeah. will be to Yeah, no, that's well. fair. So, okay. We'll but I'm expecting good things. Okay. Here we go. Final, final one. Oh, Sometimes, Joey Cinemas. Oh, oh, so glad. Didn't even need the full oh. three seconds. Actually, a great... That, for me, and that and Belter are two of the yeah. top, yeah. top tier songs. Absolutely. Well, four out of five, Sam. Yeah, yeah that's all right. It's pretty it good. Room on the artist, but yeah, I feel like with the song titles, that's all right. I don't mind that. Well, we'll see, we'll see how good that is. That's, that's a sort of a flag in the sand, sort of a marker. Can I show oh, you Four that? out of five is very good, mate. Can I, can I borrow your uh, audio device, please? Of course you can, yeah. Thanking you. Right. If this is some sort of shit. No, 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 no. no. It's no. This right. They're all originals. Okay, so that's okay, fine. That's yeah. fine. All right. Okay. You ready? Three nights on your bike. Very good. Very good. That was a chart topper for a while. That one. A couple of summers back. Yeah. Great song. I like it. Dominic Five. Yeah. What else does he sing? He sings another very He's good song. He's got. She wants my money. Baby doll. Socks. Whole album's really decent. Very good. Oh, I tell you what he's just done is um, he's, he's in collabed with some photo ID. He's in very good song. Right, another one. Please and thank you. Right. Okay, I'm gonna play a little bit earlier on this one. This is where the, the ironic moment from earlier comes in. Eyes and ears, folks. Here we go. And I, was until you my I know the song. Now, whether I've got the title right, okay, yeah, but it set fire to the rain. Correct, Adele. Yeah, no, I didn't know whether the title was right. I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me if it was nineteen, twenty-one, or twenty-five. I would think it would be nineteen. It's twenty-one. Twenty-one, but that's right. It's just a bonus point. It was just purely interesting. No, I like that. Thank you. I gave the option. I thought I thought it was one of the early ones. To be fair. Oh really? 
Mind you, Tony One's still pretty high. <laughs> True. Okay, this is <clears> one <throat> that I... You'll know where it's from when you hear it, whether you know the like title uh, of it yeah. or not. Different game. Okay. I mean, I know the song. Okay. Is it is it Kelly Clarkson? No. No. Similar era. Similar. Yeah, but similar person. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh man. It's that one, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a handy. Little, little freak, that one. Yeah. It's exactly. Ah, it's, it's it's Raise Your Glass by Pink. Pink. That yeah. was what I was. Yeah. And no, fair enough. It's um, every end of every Chiefs game comes on and they go around the pitch. Yeah. So that that's yeah, that's a bit. That's probably my like my throwback. My throwback. Yeah. Okay. Having said that, this I'm about is... to play now. Is <laughs> wow. No, I, I, okay. I, yeah, I'll take that. That's alright. Okay. Uh, again, I know. I mean, I know the song so well. Yeah, it's called Last Friday. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Is it Katy Perry? What's your final answer? Oh, I'll go Katy Perry. Very good guess. It's Katy Perry. Yeah, man. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, one to finish. All right, pressure. Because it's it's. It's tired at the minute. Oh, no, 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 you're one behind. I, I you did, need to get this. I need to get this yeah. to not lose to you. Okay. Yeah. But as long as you get the title of the song, I'm not too fussed about the artist. Well, uh, I, I mean, yeah, that, that's fine. I have provided the artist on, yeah. on all of them. Okay. Uh, right. Something for the elder listeners out there. <laughs> Is that what it's called? What have you gone for? No, it's Kings of Leon. Five, hold on. Four, three, two. No, 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 no hold no, on. No, it's right. King, Kings of Leon. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. What's the song? I'll play a little bit more for you. Cause I'm generous. Yeah, it's called someone like you. It's called you somebody. Oh, you somebody. Oh, where's, fuck the, where's the chorus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I've seen, I've seen it live as well. That's embarrassing. Have you? Where yeah. did you watch them live? Reading Festival. Wow. Well, for first week, three out of five. Very respectable effort. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And actually, I, I, I like the variation of songs. We both had something a bit different. I'm just going to write that down because that's a proud moment for me. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I slightly backed myself against you in that department. But I'm no, fair enough to yourself. You've done no, well. Sorry, mate. You've done well. Always one for the underdog. Always <laughs> one for so continuing with things sports, uh, cricket season is upon us. It started again. Uh, county Championship begun in the last week. Uh, Somerset got off to a decent start. I think they've won one, lost one. Uh, went down to against Gloucestershire and then they beat Leicestershire last weekend. Uh, we've seen the IPL kick off uh, with a bit of mayhem over there because of the coronavirus situation. Uh, we saw yesterday, didn't we, in class, a few players have had to leave, go back home because the situation's getting quite quite bad and quite risky out there, which is a bit of a shame because it is such a good showpiece event. It's a good one to watch. 
even from over here, a lot of English boys involved. Very entertaining. It is, isn't it? Yeah, very good. It's the, well, it's, it's the way cricket is nowadays. Yeah. It's, a, it's an entertainment uh, programme more than anything, the T20 stuff. That's what I really want to say, is just that I don't think there's enough cricket coverage out there these days, and I think it'd only be right no, as a cricketer to, to mention it yeah, and to, yourself, to get yeah. talking about it. Um, One thing on, on the IPL and yeah. India... Uh, in general, when England had their test series out there, one thing I couldn't understand for the life of me was was the fans in the stadium. I, I remember watching the first test, and you had mm. sort of twenty or thousand people in there. And I just I, I they, was watching. I couldn't believe. It. I couldn't believe what I was well, seeing. Well, this so this was bear in mind. This was what we were still online learning. Well, this was probably two months. Ago. Yeah, February time. Like March. Yeah, February January. England right in India. The first test, like you said, I think it was in Chennai or Ahmedabad. Yeah. 70,000 people stadium and there was like 25 yeah. there was like a quarter of the capacity scattered around the stadium and then that was for the first two tests the second two there was no there was barely anyone so whether they just halfway through were like oh we'd actually be better not or it was a really weird one because they've been quite good over here like, Sunday was the first like pilot one wasn't it yeah. for fans there's been nothing over here and India's situation throughout the course of the pandemic has been a lot worse than, than especially us but a yeah, yeah, lot, yeah. lot of places similar to South Africa with the Lions which I'm sure we'll talk about later on but um yeah no i mean like i said good to have it back good to be playing with our league season starts home this weekend i'm heading back for that one they need you gonna roll the arm over mate i've they had the sos you. call we need you so yeah gonna head back down <laughs> uh yeah so yeah that'll be good fun um anyway back to the egg shake stuff what are what we're most excited about excited about we'll probably rewind to last weekend first friday night was i mean it was gonna be Hesitate to say it, probably a pre-run of the final with the way yeah. they've been playing. I don't want to jinx it as no. a Chiefs fan, but I'm pretty certain. Touch and wood. Touch and wood. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is what the final will end up being. And if the final is anything like that game, it's going to be one hell of a game. Because, I mean, a lot of the time you see these games with two big sides, excited back lines, powerful four packs, they tend to sort of... Well, they cancel each other out they almost do. because they're so good. That and then they kind of go a bit flat and they don't live up to expectation. Friday night was completely the opposite. You had two back lines going at it, like the amount of flair in those two teams scattered with internationals. You had two four packs going hammer and tongs. Two great coaches, Baxter, what he's done at Chiefs, Pat Lamb is what he's doing with Bristol, Challenge Cup winners last year. Um, there was a real excitement around it and I mean, it was a great game. 20 points to 12 was it? It Chiefs was in the end, out. yeah. And I think a lot of people going into this there's been a lot of questions raised of Chiefs this season. Um, obviously, haven't really been their sort of ruthless best that they have been over the last two years. Admittedly, it's very difficult to replicate what they achieved mm. last season with the double and things like that. And no one, I, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. I haven't got on their back once this yeah. season because it would be completely unfair to do that. But they absolutely pulled out every stop that they possibly could have because Bristol have arguably been the best team in the league. Well, they have been the best uh, yeah. team in the league this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and it was just overall a very, very solid performance. Yeah, very looked good. like the Chiefs that we saw last season. I mean, it's the first time I've watched Chiefs this year and they've not had those little errors. We saw against Leinster especially, highlighted for me. Oh, God, yeah. They're missing a few boys, but getting to the 22 and 9 out of 10, Chiefs will get in there and they'll score. They're coming with at least three, if not seven. And we saw against Leinster, they, would, they didn't have the chance to do that and they've looked a bit rattled mm. and a bit flustered uh, but clearly having Jack Noel back who by the way was purring on Friday he looked back to his best just his post-contact meters we said it in the week yeah. like how he manages to break a tackle it's just incredible um, yeah they looked they looked really good and, and I, I said it after I watched that Chiefs game on a Saturday morning I would not be surprised if you see Chiefs now just, just taper and they'll start peaking now with a full strength squad to pick from they're going to start going up and up and levels will go up and you can see them with a the home semi 
Any one that goes to Sandy Park is going to have a real tough job really to tough get a win time. there. Um, Bristol, on the other hand, would probably be disappointed because at home, it was always going to be a big contest, but at home, I know he's missing Sheedy, Randall and Semi, which yeah. is obviously like like three huge misses. Huge yeah, players. Huge misses. But equally, Uren's been the, probably one of Bristol's best players at nine this year. Uh, they had, he's been one of the best uh, players in the league. Yeah, he's yeah, been quality. He's been um, Peter Towers, I mean, pff, off the charts, yeah. but like, the man is a joke. Uh, there was no Nalango either, I don't think. I'm not sure if he was playing. Um, no, no, he wasn't. No. Um, but yeah, Chiefs look good. They look clinical. Um, efficient, I'd say, probably. Yeah. Like well, I, I think, actually, to sum up Chiefs over the last five years, efficiency probably is the word yeah. you'd use. You know, people can say, actually, that you know you don't play the nicest brand of rugby. And yeah, maybe that's true, but it works. It's efficient. Mm. They're good at what they do. Exactly. There's no one... It, it may not be pretty to watch. Although, actually, I think at times this season, it has been very... Very, yeah, no, no, very no, good absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, efficiency. Absolutely. That's, that's what we need. So. Um, we saw that on Friday night. A couple of high scorers on Saturday. Sale got past Gloucester. London Irish. London Irish. I'm thinking the week before. Yeah. Sale got past London Irish. Uh, I'm a bit embarrassed by that because yeah, I can't okay. myself on this north. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Sunday, we saw Bath go down to Wasps, which was a shame because Bath were in the lead with about... 13 to go, something like that. Abano gets sent off, lose momentum, Wasps go in. And to be fair to Wasps, probably the best I've seen them play in a while. We've said before, earlier in the podcast, a few few episodes ago, actually been very poor, very inconsistent. They have. I mean, I don't really know what's happened to them. I, I did a preview before the season started. Mm. Um, I did an article and previewed them. And I said, you should expect to see them back in the final next year because there's no yeah. reason why they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for some extraordinary reason, this it's just been a complete, actually very similar to Bath season. It's just yeah. been up and down the yeah. entire way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing I'd say about Wasps is injuries. They have been hit so hard. You look at Jack Willis, Launchbury came out this morning that he's yeah. actually done his yeah. MC ACL or his ligament damage. He's done. He's out for the. I'm uh, not sure. He's out for the rest injury, of the year. Yeah. Basically, he's out of the Lions tour out for the rest of the season. Um, Fekito was injured at the start. Mm. Dogwu was away with England for twelve weeks. Didn't yeah. get to play. Didn't get to play yeah. Robson similar thing. Um, so they Lee Blackett struggled, but equally you look at them on Sunday and they were absolutely superb. Jacob Rimongo is the best I've seen him play probably for, in Australia for a while for the yeah. best part of eighteen months. Um, I think he's learning off Jimmy Goffer quite nicely. He's got that sort of oldish bit like Simmons with Steenson. Yeah, very similar, similar kind of thing. Um, yeah, they just look very good. Um, I really liked how a dog grew. He just looks sharp. He looks back on it, even on the wing or at 13. Looks really good. Um, so, yeah, but disappointed from Bath's point of view. I think that's our top four hopes probably over now. Sat in seventh, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm not sure we've really got any chance now. I don't know how many rounds. Might be five or six left, yeah, if that, yeah. even. Um, Wasp still sat in ninth, which surprised me when I looked at the table, because, like you say, 15 of people on paper, that should be a top four team. Yeah, easily. Same as Bath, having said that. But, but actually, you could say that about a lot of teams. I think there, is, there are so many teams in the Premiership now that are just top four contenders. Mm. Yeah. You know, Bath, you, you could say, so Wash, we feel like they should be there. Bath, yeah. should, Bath should definitely be in there. Absolutely. Sale should, Quinn should. I mean, yeah. I'd even go as far to say that I know they're very much a mid-table team. Well, Newcastle are another one. They've yeah. been great this season. Yeah. I think London Irish as well have been yeah. very, very good yeah. this year. <laughs> and they've sort of got by through their losing bonus points. But, yeah. you know, if they'd managed to sort of get over the line in a couple of their games, there's no reason why you wouldn't I mean, be seeing them in sort of sixth or fifth. Paddy Jackson, I mean, he's been very good for them at 10, very stable. They've um, Curtis Rowan and Hepatima in midfield have been mm. a revelation. The back three is an exciting one for anyone that is an England fan, if you like watching wingers. 
go watch Ollie Hassel Collins, oh, Ben Loder, yeah. and Tom Parton. The three of them have been absolutely superb, and they've been they've made Irish play attractive, attracting rugby. Um, and they've, they've looked really, really good. So, yeah, Irish, like you say, should be up there and around it. Northampton got a good win at the weekend. Yes. Derby it's Day. Saints are another one. Another yeah. one that probably yeah. should be in around it. Um, the crop of youngsters they've got, Dingwall, Slate Home, Grayson, um, Alex Mitchell. You know, it's exciting mm. for those. And Northampton, so when we get fans back in the grounds, that will be a place to go and watch some good footy. Um, just want to touch on one player go for it. Um, from the weekend. Who I just feel like just get better and better the more I watch him. Uh, Marcus Smith. Oh, I man. I don't really see a reason now for him not to be in that England setup. Yeah. Um, he just gets better and better every time I watch him play. There's uh, there will be an England tour this summer. Whether that's play, countries coming here yeah. or whether they're not unsure uh, un, unsure sorry of where it's going to be who it's going to be against. There will be some England matches. For me, he's got to start fly half. Barrel's not there. Ford I, won't. We've run. seen a lot of Ford in English. Yet. Why, why not now against the tier two nation, which yeah. it could be? You've got to start him. I think there's just there's what more can he do? He he runs the ship of Harlequins. Nine twenty twenty one. If when twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. I mean, which is ridiculous I mean, given he, how good he is. He's he's got everything. He's for me. He's got the kicking game to put the Quins in the right places. He's got attacking flair. You know, he breaks the line more often than not. Offloads. Defensively, for a small lad, stands yeah. up as well. He's got everything. He's just and you hear all like Danny Care, Joe Marl, and Mike Brown. They rave about him. They say you know he's a heartbeat of that team, which he is. Another clutch winning try on a Saturday for them against London Irish. Um, yeah, big big weekend for Harlequins and hopefully a big summer for Marcus Smith. Might be yeah. start something. Well, yeah, pretty well, good. Is he England still time. moving? Hasn't signed a new contract. Yeah, he signed. He signed a new contract. There was yeah, talk. Okay, has, there was yeah. talk of a potential Bath or maybe even France. But that yeah, that got put to bed. He signed a new two year deal. Well, thank I think. Or look at Zach Mercer. Anyway, looking forward to this weekend. It's semi final, demi final weekend in the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup. Chiefs are playing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Funny. Chiefs aren't Funny. playing. Okay. Chiefs aren't in it. It's always nice to have the opportunity to just play yeah. in a competition in general. Absolutely. Bar. Bit of a token one for Bath this year, semi-final. <laughs> um, lost both games in the Champions Cup, got demoted <laughs> and find their way in a Challenge Cup semi-final. But Where you should be. We're there. Um, we have got Montpellier Saturday night, 8 mm. o'clock at home. Looked this morning, Montpellier, I think, is something like ninth in the top 14, which is lower than I thought. But A lot lower. Yeah. I mean, for a team that's got Reinach at 9 and Alex Ozowski at 10, Who's been quality this year, yeah. by the way? Um, Zach Mercer on the way there next year. You know, it should be pretty exciting times for Montpellier fans. I, not saying this because I'm a, I'm looking at through Bath coloured lenses. I do think Bath should win that game. You should win at yeah. home. Uh, I know we lost the weekend, but <coughs> generally the way we've been playing, we have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping to see Bath in the final. Could be our first time winning a trophy since 2008. We won the Challenge Cup. Long time for a team like that. It's a yeah, very long time. Very Obviously, long time. Premiership final 2015 lost out. Um, on the other on the other semi final, we've got Leicester against Ulster. Which oh, I think Ulster are your main competition. I, I think they'll be favourites personally. Yeah, I think Ulster yeah, are favourites just the way they've been playing. That's Friday night at Welford Road. Um, that's Leicester for me will be un, un, like say underdogs in that game. They'll have to produce something pretty good. I I can see a serious smoking in that in that game. I'll be, I'll be honest. Yeah. Really, I, I know our our friend Harry Royal won't won't be pleased no. to say that. Yeah, but be blubbing. I that. don't think as as good a dog job as Steve Borthwick has done with that Leicester side. I just yeah. think Ulster will run over them. 
I do think as well, it's important to remember that what Borthwick came in at when he came in at yeah. the start of the season, they're still in a very early stage of development and growth process compared to Bath, who are yeah. four or five years down the line. And who, I know he's in a bit of a job for a bit, but <clears> Bath should be now. They, sh- they should win their trophy next year and they've got to focus on top four next year. Yeah. It's really where it should be. Um, so I think we could see an Ulster Bath, Ulster Bath final. Mm. Um, Champions Cup, the big boys tournament. We've got two pretty tasty semi-finals. La Rochelle, Bordeaux. I think it's on the no, Saturday. No, La Rochelle, Leinster. Is it? And Toulouse, Bordeaux is on Saturday. I'm having a shocker today. What's you know, wrong with you? Popmaster's taking my mind off things. Has it? Yeah. Just the wind's I'm still on some Yeah, you're, 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 such a, you're on yeah. such a high that you've forgotten everything yeah. else. Sorry. Uh, Toulouse, Bordeaux, La Rochelle, Leinster. The Toulouse, two very exciting games. The, I, said, I said in the week, I think Toulouse should win that game against Bordeaux. I just yeah. the way they well, they they should win the whole thing really in theory. My only sort of reservation is that no one thought that Bordeaux would beat Racing and they well, did. So yeah, in what was arguably the most boring game of rugby I've watched in. They, well, they, in they went while. back to back <clears throat> Bristol one week and then Racing yeah. the next. So that's two big big yeah. scouts. So I mean you, you're right actually. No, you never know. And if Jalabert's on four on a song. I mean, he can do anything yeah. when he's playing well. No, so, fair play. You, you know, actually, I mean, I hadn't really even thought about this, but it's Untermack versus Jalabert. It's French. I mean, that's... Two French tens can actually, God. yeah. That should be I mean, that's game. enough to give any back a semi. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, excites me a lot. Uh, Yeah, and then on Sunday, it's La Rochelle versus Leinster, and I hope that La Rochelle absolutely smoked them. Too much <laughs> of course you did. The bitterness in yeah. your voice there. I said to... I, said to, I was watching the, the Leinster versus Chiefs game. Yeah. I said that I, there's nothing I enjoy more than watching Leinster lose sometimes oh. because they, they, I don't know. There just seems to be an arrogance. I don't know what it is, but they're a great side. I'm not going to take that. They've got yeah, some yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Play, obviously, Sexton at the helm and mm. players like I'm um, Josh Van der Flair as well, who's been unbelievable, unbelievable this season. Good, um, yeah. But I'd just love to see a team like La Rochelle with Ronan O'Gara as well, who's yeah. been so great for them. Um, as coming in as as head coach, yeah. Um, I just love to see them make it to a final because yeah. they've never. This is is this their? I'm pretty sure this is the debut they, in the semi final. This is the first they've ever got. I'm pretty same, sure. same as Bordeaux. Bordeaux yeah. have never got to this yeah. stage before. Yeah. So you, I mean, to see a Bordeaux versus La Rochelle final, that would really be a, a shock. I mean, I think you'd say it's, the thing I'd say about that Leinster thing you said about the arrogance thing. I'd say the same with Saris. I'm not sure if it's an arrogance or it's a, it's a know how. It's a, it's a. Yeah, maybe it's more. Of a, it's a like a. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a constant elite winning mentality. Yeah. There's like a, a constant, there's no let up. They're always desire, they're always hungry to win. They know um, how to win. That's as well. that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not pretty, but they win ugly. Um, like we saw Saris in the prime two, three years ago. Um, now they're playing Doncaster and Ealing and Antill. How the mighty Love fallen. To see it. Uh yes, so I, I for me I think we'll see Toulouse lens the final. I think we'll see that. Um, if that does come about, yeah. that is just kind of yeah. while we were talking about Leinster's sort of efficiency mm. in finals, I as good as I, I think Toulouse are far the better side. Yeah, but I think much like the Premiership final, it was Chiefs versus Bristol. Despite the fact that Bristol have overall been better than Chiefs this season, yeah, I think Leinster's knowledge of of how to play within a final, you've so many experienced players within that team. Yeah. I, I could honestly see them beating Toulouse in a final. Uh, totally, I, I, and totally, I'd actually, really, I'd almost yeah. go as far to say that they might end up being favourites for it. Just based off yeah. the fact that there's so many players that have done it before. You know, won Six Nations, won mm. European Cups, won Top 4, um, top four teams. Top four teams yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think that's, do an outlandish, that's not an outlandish statement at all. And the, <clears throat> the, the difference, difference being is, is purely like experience. Like there's X mm. factor in Toulouse team. You have to look no further than Dupont, 
onto Matt Colby, Lavelle on the wing. Like that is freakishly yeah, good. Yeah. But you could see if it came down to a game of margins, if Untermat, uh, sorry, if Sexton kicks his goals, which normally does, he does yeah. then and even if he doesn't, Ross Byrne will because yeah. he was quality <laughs> yeah. in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, you can see them edging it out. So I mean, we're gonna be treated to a hell of a weekend of rugby either way. Um, we will just see what happens. The other side of the pond, just wanted to mention the Super Rugby Arturo final. Yeah. Crusaders against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Damien McKenzie. Last year, no mullet. Chiefs go zero from eight. This year, the mullet comes in. The they beautiful in the final, final. Yeah. Five from eight end up in the final. I mean, they. I mean, on form, could even argue the Chiefs are the favorites. Are the favorites. I don't. Same as that Toulouse Leinster one though. I do think the Crusaders. Crusaders might just run I mean, away with this it, could yeah. be. This could be five in a row. Five in a row against the best form you've seen. It's, it's freakishly good. Razor is unbelievable. Any team looking for a coach should go out or out and sign that man. Why He's he incredible. hasn't been given the Kiwi job, I will never understand. Just get. Just give him the just job. Give him but what more can you do? Like genuinely, it's same as like you say with Simmons for England. Yeah. So you know what, what more does he have to do? Yeah. Um, that is going to, I think that's next Saturday, I think the final oh, is for I'd that. I'd love to see, let's say he stays at Crusaders for a couple more years, we get the World Cup out of the way, bring get him, him over in. to England, bring yeah. him in. get rid of Eddie, get yeah. bring him in for the I England mean, setup. Some stranger things have happened, I know. stranger things have happened. Um, Just touch yeah. on the Lions squad. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to the announcement. Is it eight days? Eight days. Gaps was there on Friday to watch Bristol versus Chiefs. Friday. Any... Any sort of outlandish calls for, for squad places that, that you're going to make? Because I think, and I was having a discussion, I think, with you and with, yeah. with Harry, is that I feel you're going to see a lot of non-internationals get picked based off form. Like, and I'm talking players like Johnny Hill, Sam Simmons. I'd even go as far to say players like Danny Kerr might even get a chance to play. Well, Joe Marler's probably another one. He's been unbelievable this season. And as, not as a starter necessarily, but as a, either a midweek player or someone that just is in the Joe Marler's a tall character yeah. you want in a side. Haskell said that on the, yeah. the, the one of our rival podcasts. He did say that. Yeah, the good, the bad, we're coming for you. Um, what I would say, I would say Johnny Hill, I don't think should be a shock if he gets picked because I think he's been quality for England and for Exeter. No, I'm not. I don't think it will be a. Sh- that's what I mean. Right. Is that I don't think it will okay, be a shock. Okay. I think yeah, what yeah. you'll see is a lot of non people that weren't in the England squad or get picked. Right. Because okay. they've been the ones that are informed. Well, I think on if you if you look at it, Simo. I think Sam Simmons. I I just had this feeling he will get picked. He has to. Like but you can't not have him. He'll be against South South, South Africa. Mm. He's kind of. And I I think I said this to you the other mm. day. He's arguably the most informed eight, I think, in the world. Yeah. In form, oh, on, no, on yeah. song, I don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are, there are others who. Falatau's been consistently good. I mean, um, will probably get the nod. I think he will. But I think if you're looking at form, I'd say Jasper Vies is up there from Leicester. Yeah. Zach Mercer's yeah. been outrageous all year. I mean, he's been awesome. I'd love to see him in. I would love to see him in England shirt. It won't happen now. I can see the tears for me. Uh, it's right it's now. hard. Yeah. Don Brandt is probably probably dropped off a bit this year compared to what he was probably. Pre Christmas, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think what well, I don't think we'll see Danny Kerr in there. Like, no, and that that was sort of a, you know just uh, to, yeah, yeah I think just to get his name. But out nine is by far and away the weak, not the weakest position, but the one that will be the most difficult to pick. I think see, for for Gaz. For me, I think he'll he'll pick Youngs or Murray, potentially even De- he might pick Davis. Davis I don't think yeah. he'll pick Price. 
But I think that's the biggest mistake no, you can make. No, I think he should pick Price. Because yeah. if we go in South Africa with, uh, say, for instance, a Young's Bigger or a Young's Sexton or Young's Farrell, I think that is just said South Africa straight away, you're gonna, we're going to kick a lot of ball yeah. and we're going to play a lot of one-up rugby. Whereas if you pick Price and Russell... You imagine trying to like two big lumps in Delende and Creel in the midfield, trying to, mark. Trying to yeah. keep tabs on those yeah, two. Like that true. would just cause anarchy. And I mean, another one I think he'll do. I I said to my mate back home last night, I don't. I think my back row would be Curry at six, Watson at seven, Falatau at eight. Yeah. I think he'll pick Tiprick at seven, just because it's Gatland. Well, I, think. I mean, something that um, why is my mind gone blank now? Um, oh, who knows? Watson Tiprick. No, 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 no. Um. Former player on the good, the bad, the rugby. Kaiser, Tim. Kaiser, yeah. Um, Benjamin Kaiser. Benjamin Kaiser. He said Mara at six. Because then it, because then what, his reasoning behind that, which actually, when I listened to it, I kind of understood. Yeah. He said that the thing with South Africa is you obviously need a physical presence. Line outs, you need at least three very good jumping options. Yeah. And if you have two other second rows and then have Mara at six, it then gives you three without you having to work. Because, you know, Curry, Falatau, I mean, Falatau has done it. Yeah. And Watson, they're not jumpers. Right. So then if you're only left with two second rows, there's two options. Two options, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I'm not saying that I do that, yeah. but actually I do think that it might be something that is in Gatlin's mind, play Marrow as, as a six. Tipperick's a left jumper, isn't he, when he goes in? Yeah, Tipperick would be. So I don't yeah. know the reason why. So then is that another reason why yeah. you... And it, I, think, I think he'll look past Watson. Not for the squad, but for the 15. Yeah. Test um, match machine as well. Just he's just freak. Like well, he's been on two other Lions tours. He's got what? Who's that? What's Tip, it? No, Tipperick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, hell of an engine on him. Unbelievable work, right? Yeah. James Haskell said he's one of the best round the park players he's ever seen oh. in terms of his overall skills. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, so, yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be perfectly reasonable for him we to, could, to get We could sit shirt. until the cows go yeah, down and talk about it until he announces it. I, I don't think anyone's really. No one really knows. I think this no. has been one of. I think in twenty seventeen you had a squad that kind of picked itself. Like it was very obvious Agreed. who was going to go. Like it was pretty obvious who was going to be the starting fifteen. The only really maybe the surprise was players like Benteo who ended up starting one of the tests. I mean, looking back on that now, <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this year I think yeah. there are going to be a lot of shocks and a lot of surprises. Agreed. But yeah, that's why we love. Exactly. That's why we love Alliance Talk because we love about. the game. Uh, <laughs> to finish, there's. Going to be South African fans allowed in, but there won't be any Lions fans allowed no, in. No. Would you reckon the chances are we're going to get fans in? I mean, it's hard to say, I know, mm. but obviously a tour without fans is not... It's not at all. A, what the fans want, B, what the players want no, either. Uh, right. So I think it's imperative they do everything they can in their power to get fans into the stadiums and make it a tour like as close to what they can do normally as possible. I think without fans, it loses... Loses its sort of not merit, but it loses a lot of its well. The, integrity, the entire really. point is that you have fans who go yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened in twenty seventeen. Most Huge. of the stadiums filled with lions. More fans. lions. There was more lions yeah. fans than there were kiwis. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you want from a lions tour. Yeah. And also, you know, and I don't want to look at it from sort of like a, a money perspective, but that's what it is. But like, it is a, that yeah. is, it's a massive money making yeah. scheme for these for Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. And mm. I, I mean. God above South Africa needed more now than oh, they've ever done. Huge. I mean, the country's in absolute yeah. tatters. So we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with with fans. But going to ask you a question <clears> now <throat> that we're going to play back whenever the series finishes. Your prediction for the three match series? Um, Off the bat, I think given that South Africa haven't played at all, mm-hmm. I would go for a, 
a 2-1 Lions win. I'm going to mirror you on that. I'm yeah. going to say 2-1 as well. I, I think we will lose the first test, but I think we'll win the... Definitely. No, sorry, not the first test. I think we will lose. We could end up losing the second or the third test, but I think the first one we will win, just purely based on the fact that we will be better prepared than yep. they will. Um, having said that, I think if there are questionable selections, as it seems that there is going to be, yep. for example, and I don't want to put any detriment onto him, Ken Owens, who seems to be the one that's the favourite at, wow. at two at the moment, uh, I think if there are a few of those kind of gaps picking his favourite players instead of picking who he actually should be picking, um, then... You'd then absolutely you'd, hope that is not the case. Yeah, you might see something different. But no, I, I'd back the boys to, to go out there and do a job. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been lovely. As always, and back. it's good to be back. Absolutely. And for anyone listening, uh, tuning in to this episode, thank you very much for, for coming back. I know you've probably missed us quite a lot. So, yeah. We have, we have, we greatly appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let us know on Twitter about any pop master questions you might have. Why Jules is so poor. I'm trying to work out as well. And line selection, debates, anything. Let us know. Get in touch at the Pitchside Podcast. We will be back same time, same place next week. We will. With plenty more. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.